But I guess we should go ahead and just get this started since we're all pretty amped yeah. up to talk about it. So <laughs> give me a few seconds and we'll get going. Sorry, there's a horse going by my house. Hold on. Horse. We only hate it when horses go by their our houses. I live in my Amish country, all right? That's what happens. Welcome to the Keep Sounding Podcast. This is your first edition in April. This is Brian, joined by Brad and John, as always. Brad, how are you doing this fine evening? I actually am am kind of excited. Excited? Wow, yeah. you're excited about something. That's pretty amazing. I'm, kind, I'm, I'm not excited. I'm kind of excited. Like, uh, like almost 45%? excited. About 58.3% excited. Oh, so if we round up, you are excited. All right, got it. Yeah. Um, John, how are you? I'm pretty good, Brian. I'm ready to, j- to jump into this uh, massive news story. So today was uh, was quite a day. Um, so unlike Brad's usual luck, where the Panthers make a move when he's you know on his way home from work, doing things in his life, et cetera, et cetera, I uh, – was sent home a little early from work today just because I just recently got my uh, COVID shot. So my partner at work was like, hey, go home, rest up. So I was sitting there on Twitter doing my social media Cesar thing and uh, just watching, you know, trolling the alcoholics like I always do. And all of a sudden, I see a tweet that was exactly five seconds old from Ian Rappaport saying the Panthers <laughs> traded for Sam Darnold. And that was pretty cool. So... Jump in, get everybody on there. It turns out that uh, the Panthers traded away a sixth-round pick this year, a second-round pick, and a fourth-round pick from next year's draft to acquire Sam Darnold to hopefully solidify the quarterback room. And also now we have two former Jets at quarterback. That's always a good thing. So what are our thoughts on this? John, I'll start with you. Um, I'm fine with it. It's boring. But, like... Like from from a, a a fan excitement perspective, like it'd be more fun if the Panthers drafted a rookie quarterback, just because rookies are always better before they play because we haven't a ch- had a chance to see them be bad yet. Yep. Um, but given where the Panthers were and like the kind of almost you know the low cost of it, um, we do have a young quarterback, and having a new quarterback is fun, even like even if it isn't quite as fun as drafting one. So I'm excited. Um. Like, mildly disappointed that we won't draft a quarterback, but at least we got a new quarterback, so um, I'm cool with that. And for context, just for anyone listening who doesn't actively follow the NFL on, like, a daily basis, um, the San Francisco 49ers did trade up to get the third overall pick. So that basically locked in that three quarterbacks are going in the top five. Um, Top three. In addition, addition, Deshaun Watson has had some – some issues. I'll just put it that way, mildly. Um, 
So a lot of the Panthers' options at quarterback, aside from taking one at eight, were kind of exhausted here. Um, mm-hmm. The Panthers could have theoretically traded up with the Falcons, but that's a division rival, so they probably would have made them pay a fuck ton to try and trade up to that spot to try and get the fourth best quarterback in the draft. So, yeah, I mean, it feels like the Panthers might have been in a bit of a corner. I think they could have gotten the fifth or sixth best quarterback in this draft, but at that point, with the eighth overall pick, I don't even know if it's worth it. But, Brad, we haven't heard your thoughts yet, so why don't you uh, give us yours? Well, I believe that this has a franchise-altering potential to it. Um, and I'm just going to say this up front. If you are angry at this and like getting ready to sell all your Panthers gear, uh, you're overreacting. The Panthers are giving up a sixth round pick this year, which we all know will probably not amount to much. We were going to take a linebacker or, uh, you know, whatever that we probably don't even really need. And next year's picks are a second rounder and a fourth rounder. And if if Sam Darnold works out, we're giving up a second round pick, two day three picks, and eating $20 million on his fifth year option. That's a steal. Like we if if Sam Darnold turns out to be good, we just fleece the Jets out of a franchise quarterback. And on the flip side of that, if he's not very good, if it turns out that he's just not good, we lost a second round pick. I mean, it's not the end of the world. We To trade up in this draft, because as you said, the 49ers moved up to three. So we're going to have three quarterbacks taken, one, two, and three. The Falcons are potentially going to take a quarterback at four. So we're looking at the fifth best quarterback at eight overall, unless we want to trade up and to trade up, we're going to have to give a whole lot more than a sixth rounder and then a second and a fourth rounder next year. It's going to cost a whole lot more than that. And one thing we have to keep in mind, Sam Darnold is only 23 years old. He is not washed completely, at least not yet. We don't know that. Uh, he has been under the tutelage of Adam Gase, who is arguably the worst head coach in the entire history of organized sport. Every single player that ever leaves the New York Jets to another team is better. Including our own Robbie Anderson. Including who was, uh... our own Robbie Anderson is proof of that. Teams, when when players leave the Jets, they don't typically get worse. They usually either just stay the same or get better. And to me, there's a moderate risk here to potentially have a franchise quarterback without having to draft him at eighth overall and without having to trade half of our, our draft picks or like with the potential Deshaun Watson trades that – you know, before all this other off the field stuff happened, we were all gung ho about doing, you know, we were going to have to trade several first round picks, several players and so forth. We didn't have to do that. And he can't be much worse than Teddy Bridgewater was last year. Like he, he cannot be much, much worse. Um, and if he doesn't work out, then he doesn't work out. It, it's not the end of the world. It's not a terrible trade. 
it has the potential to be a a trade that gets talked about for the next decade. Yeah, on yeah. top of oh, go ahead, John. Sorry. Oh, the other thing, the like the the kind of like, I guess the downside is if he's um just kind of another mediocre quarterback and we end up in the same spot next year. But I feel like there's also the whole if he's like really as bad as people think he is, we just draft a new quarterback next year. Like there's not really any commitment to it to to Darnold um, beyond the next se- next season unless we want to. Yeah, and uh, part of the the thing, as Brad was saying, he's only 23 years old. Um, he's younger than Joe Burrow. Yeah, he's younger he's than young- Joe Burrow. Yes, he's younger than most of the of the rookie quarterbacks that came into the league over the last year. Um, mm-hmm. But he's got the first round draft talent tools. I mean, there's a reason he was drafted in the first round, and it's not like this isn't a Jamarcus Russell situation where like the guy's just not like into football he played for arguably one of the worst franchises over like a three-year span in nfl history i mean the jets were just bad they were fucking awful they their best receiver was robbie anderson who obviously sam darnold has experience with robbie anderson comes here and they don't really replace him i think their best receiver was what jamison crowder like you know they had that other they had one other guy that was pretty good i can't think of his name off the top of my head um, uh, yeah, but, I don't know. but they're but, not, he, he's not as good as DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson. Like it's one right. of those things where Sam Darnold is getting an upgrade in talent around him. The jets don't have anyone on their team as good as Christian McCaffrey, for example. Uh, you right. Know, they, they don't have those type of players. Their offensive line is arguably worse than ours. Like it's, they're terrible. And you add in with the the quarterback guru, Adam Gase, that doesn't know what he's doing. I I mean, we, we really don't know what we're going to get. This is one of those mystery boxes. Like he could end up being the best quarterback in the league five years from now. He could also end up out of the league in, in two years. We don't know. But yeah, even like looking, they, they have the $18 million, uh, commitment to him by invoking the fifth year option in 2022. Um, That's still not that bad when you consider the fact that they were paying Teddy Bridgewater more money than that for 2021. And Teddy Bridgewater doesn't have nearly the ceiling that Sam Darnold has. Um, In addition, I just, I feel like when you have the option to take the fifth or sixth best quarterback in the draft at eight, that's not necessarily a good thing because of the, obviously the bust potential on quarterbacks. And if this trade goes sideways, you're probably picking around or better than the same spot that you were this year. So this sounds more, this sounds to me like it was a plan B more so than anything because they wanted to get Stafford. They tried to get Watson. They tried to trade up, you know, like they've been in those conversations for these quarterbacks and ultimately they decided to go with Sam Darnold. Theoretically, now I, I think it's I, I think it's two things. I think one, San Francisco moving up to number three, probably was the first domino that made this happen. Oh, they fucked us. They won because we could us. have traded with Miami to move up to number three if we really wanted to move up. Um, you know, I number two, the Deshaun Watson stuff happened, and I I think that pretty much sealed our 
our interest, you know, we, we were no longer interested because I think it was you, Brian, that said this in our Slack chat. If we trade for Deshaun Watson and then it turns out he's guilty of all this stuff he's been accused of, we look like idiots. And then, you know, like Matt Rule loses his job over it. Yep. Um, so it wasn't worth the risk. I mean, I'm not going to get into, you know, editorializing what happened because it's irrelevant now. But uh, um, I, I think they they saw that potential of it backfiring and realized it's not worth the, the gamble. And then I think we see Sam Darnold because Matt Rule, he liked Sam Darnold when the Jets were about to hire him instead of Adam Gase. And whenever they decided to hire Adam Gase for, because they're the Jets, um, you know, he lost out on it. So I think this is a Matt Rule getting his guy type thing. I think we like Sam Darnold more than Mac Jones, than Trey Lance, than Kellen Mond, than Kyle Trask, than all of the non Trevor, well, we not Trevor Lawrence because he's going number one, but the Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, those guys. I don't think we were going to get them anyway. And I think we like Sam Darnold better than the options that we realistically had, which is basically Mac Jones. <laughs> one good point that you brought up as well, Brad, is that uh, Matt Rule has some experience here with uh, Sam Darnold, and he likely scouted a lot of these quarterbacks in college. So he probably has a better perspective than most when it comes to this because he's had a lot more experience looking at them. Um, yeah. So, I, I am confident that Matt Rule and Joe Brady can get more out of Sam Darnold than Adam Gase did. Really going out on a limb there. I know. I, I'm. I, that's my bold prediction. <laughs> um, I know that that that's that's a tough one, but I'm going with it. So. I think was, I'm, I'm. I'm just kind of like perusing the internet, and for there's a couple that are weird. Um, one, uh, ESPN, like I got like a ton of ESPN alerts today and, you know, of course they grade the trade because nothing better, no better time to grade a trade than before anything has happened after the trade, just right away. You have to get that grade out immediately. (laughs) Um, but the one thing that was weird, one apparent, like, I don't know if they get paid per reference of QBR, but like every single NFL expert that weighed in on the trade just had like cited qbr in some capacity and it's like cool guys i get it um but anyway uh i thought darnold was kind of like a you know who's a good fallback option for teams or like a good you know under the radar sneaky option for teams trying to get a quarterback sam darnold and then after the trade actually happened it was kind of like ew you want sam darnold it's like i thought that was an okay thing to do before it happened um yeah there's an article when I Googled Sam Darnold uh, and the headline is I'm a Panthers fan and the Sam Darnold trade broke me. And that is so dramatic. That is an <laughs> overreaction. I'm sorry, but that's an overreaction. And okay. He's completed 59.8% of his passes. So he's, he must be garbage. Cause it's not 60%. Yeah. We learned um, that a while ago. Yeah, we've learned, we learned that with cam uh, and this is for his career. This is in three years. He's thrown for 8,097 yards, 45 touchdowns, and 39 interceptions, 6.6 yards per attempt. 
for the Jets with like nobody to throw to except for Robbie Anderson. Until last year, he didn't even have that. Until last year, he had um, what's his name, Braxton Berrios, and then James Crowder. Yeah. Which, by the way, for that's it. That's his weapons. By the way, for those of you who don't know who Braxton Berrios is, he couldn't catch on with the Patriots, who have had a horrible receiving core for at least the last two years. So yeah, like if you if you're a Panthers fan, look back on our 2015 season when Cam Newton carried us to the Super Bowl. And and just look at that talent that we had on offense. The Jets had worse talent than that. Yes, much worse. Much, much worse. They oh. are they were awful. They were utterly terrible. And Sam Darnold could be garbage. I mean, let you know, it's possible he could be terrible. This could be a mistake, but it could also be fine. It could also be great. We don't know. Like having a reaction other than, oh, this might work out. Cool. Is being dramatic. Yeah. It's just like, um, it was, I don't think he was probably, he's probably a little overrated coming out of college, but like he still was a top. He's what the second pick, third pick. He was the third pick. The jets actually got him third. Uh, they were thinking about trading up if i remember right yeah which i mean the jets decision making is not exactly a thing Um, to like see that was the year that baker mayfield went number one yeah and then oh yeah that's right um dave gettleman took saquon barkley number two and then the jets got their guy at number three good asset management there yeah back number two um yeah Tangent, just just so funny that Dave Gettleman just back to back years drafting running back in the top ten. Anyway, yeah. um, but yeah, I mean there is something there, and it, it, again, it's just kind of like it comes back to the idea of like I guess choosing how you want to um approach these situations as a as a fan of a team. Um, like I being like, yeah, I think it's less it's likely to not work because this is my opinion of him as a player. That's fine. Like I can't tell you what to like think but at least i think there's enough reason to um or there's like enough there to justify the decision and if i to me if the decision is justifiable or if it is um a move is justifiable then it's fine by me you know what i mean like it's like yeah there's, like, mul- I there's would multiple be mad. Right options yeah like i would be mad if we traded number eight overall and then next year's second rounder for sam darnold oh yeah yeah like is- then you can be mad because that's dumb just draft a guy at eight like i get that but my God, the number the the sixth rounder we we traded is like pick number two hundred and thirty something. I think I don't remember the exact number, but it's in the two hundreds. Surely to goodness, I mean the Jets aren't going to get Tom Brady out of this draft. Like it's not it's not going to be they they probably won't get Tom Brady out of this draft. No, they probably won't get the next Tom Brady out of this draft. I mean it's the Jets. Come on, um, and. You know, yes, trading a second rounder next year. If he doesn't play well, that does suck. But if he does, then whoopee, it's a second round pick. I mean, it's not like it's it's one huge. second round pick isn't life or death. Like if you're no, consistently they're important. Pick. Yeah, they're important, but like second round picks are not franchise altering typically and then you know the the kind of like we talked or i alluded to earlier like if you do or the Panthers do end up in a position 
to where the second round pick is like the equivalent of a late first round pick because it's really high, then we're just in a position to draft a quarterback next year. And I know that's kind of like annoying because like, oh, we're on the treadmill or whatever. But like, as long as you get there, right? Yeah. I mean, this is a this is a reasonable gamble yeah. that the Panthers are betting that the problem with Sam Darnold was the fact that he played for the Jets who were coached by Adam Gase. And to me, that's a reasonable bet to make. To add on to that as well, let's not forget the Jets fans are doomed to an eternity of sadness. So in all likelihood, this trade is going to work out for Carolina just because of that, because of karma. I don't know why Jets fans are are unfortunately consigned to feeling this kind of pain for their entire fandom, but it's just, it is, it's Jets. It's just, it is what it is. So. Yeah. I mean, this has the potential to be better than the Greg Olson trade. Yes. 100%. It has the potential to be better than that. Uh, it also has the potential to be worse than the Sean Gilbert trade, but I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not with the, the, the thought that this is terrible. Like if I it mean, were Jimmy G, I would I would be upset. Well, Jimmy G is a fraud, so yeah. Yeah, um, but I mean, it, I just I think Sam Darnold is good. I've said this on this podcast multiple times. Uh, you know, we can go back and find it. I think Sam Darnold is fine, and I think the problem is he's been on a terrible team with a, a doofus doesn't know anything about how to draft or how to um, coach or. Um, build a, a quarterback. I, I just, I think that's been the problem. And didn't, I, I think it was two years ago, didn't Sam Darnold also come back from having, having mono? He had mono like this he year. came back too early. And, you know, that, I just, I think it's going to be fine. Well, if you think about it, if you just like move yourself out and look at it from a very objective standpoint, the Panthers spent a second round pick next year on a quarterback who is 23 years old, who is draftable age, who now has three years of experience in the NFL. And obviously we've saw, we saw what happened to David Carr because David Carr was broken by the time he made it to Carolina. But I think that quarterbacks are a little more reclaimable in this day and age because they don't get, they have a little more protection than they did back before back when David Carr was getting thrown around like a sack of potatoes. So I don't know. I, I feel like it's a good, it's a good investment. Um, obviously it's speculative, but overall, I mean, I'm not really all that mad about it. And uh, I feel like they, this was, I guess they clearly have an idea that Sam Darnold can be good because they, threw out the door of quarter, of uh, drafting a quarterback, essentially. Like, if they draft a quarterback now, they're going to look real stupid, which God only knows, of course, they'll probably draft a quarterback on draft night and make them look like a fucking idiot. But, you know, like, this this isn't bad. I mean, Teddy's still here. He can compete. Like, you got one year to figure out which one of them you want to stick with and run with. And uh, if they both suck, then next year, Go find a quarterback. They're gonna have a fuck ton of cap space. Maybe they find it in free agency. Yeah, it's not. It's not the end of the world. Like, I mean, kind of to bring it back to what I said at the beginning. It's it's boring ish. Um, but I mean, it's 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 a pretty low risk gamble, and there's a decent payoff possibility. Like, it's not. 
you know, especially considering where the Panthers are. Like, there's just not a lot else out there unless you guys, unless everybody's cool with just running with Teddy again next year. Which, and like, which, based on the comments I've read on the website, and yes, I still read the comments on the website. Nobody's cool with Teddy being here next year. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you know, so he's not Teddy Bridgewater. I thought that's what you guys wanted. If, if like, you're going to be bad, like multiple years in a row, at least be different bad. Yes, because at least it's something you know, like. I don't know. It, 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 I would rather if I'm going to watch the team struggle at, at quarterback again. I would rather be with like at least go into the season like oh, maybe this will be different, and then like slowly realize throughout the course of the season that nope, it's bad again. And now, but it's a different reason, like a different yeah, kind of bad. Yeah, I would much rather be bad. Just, yeah, yeah, going into it like oh well, this is going to be bad again, and then yeah. just deal with it. Just have a redux of the twenty uh, twenty twenty season. Yeah, I would much rather be bad because we're throwing different darts at the dartboard to try to find the right one than to oh well we'll just run Teddy out there again, you know. And shout out to whoever said this on CSR, but uh, we also get to have Sam Darnold throw to Dan Arnold. Yes. Yes. Darnold to D Arnold, I like it. Yes. Um. Also, quick question for you guys: Big What was D. the it was biggest? Big D. Big D. What was the biggest? What was the biggest knock on Teddy Bridgewater's throwing abilities over the last couple? Over the last season, I don't know if it's as much as his throwing abilities as much. It's as not his, his ability. Mentality. It's his. It's his mentality. Yeah. yeah, he just won't throw it deep. Like it's, it's like he doesn't trust his, He doesn't trust himself to do it. He can do it. He just won't. Yeah. I'm gonna let you on a little secret. He, he can throw it deep, kind of. You want to know who can throw the shit out of the ball as far as Brad, uh, a quote that Brad, that is one of my favorites of Brad's, Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold can throw the shit out of the ball. He can definitely throw it deep. So that's that's a big upgrade in that in that sense. You know um, who can run deep and catch it? Robbie Anderson. Robbie Anderson. You know who used to throw it deep to Robbie Anderson? Sam Darnold. It's almost like the the coaching staff knows this and i was watching some film on him today after the trade and i saw that darnold's ball placement wasn't always the best but also he was constantly under duress in new york like all the time they're right yeah it's really hard to be effective when you have no time to move around Sam Darnold has the one knock that we saw with Cam Newton throughout his entire career here in Carolina, and that was his ball, his uh, his foot placement and uh, his footwork, just how he's throwing the ball, the mechanics. But I also feel like when you're running for your life, fifty to seventy-five percent of the game, that your footwork is not really what you're worried about. It's more so not getting, you know, pile driven into the ground. So. If anybody can reclaim this project, Joe Brady absolutely can. I mean, he worked with Joe Burrow. He made Joe Burrow into the number one overall prospect. So, yeah, that's where I'm at. I think that this was a good trade, and I'm not going to feel any differently, despite what Twitter tells me about Bobby how. Yeah, and I mean, Robbie Anderson's are... going to have to 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 do some make some amends, though. Yeah, I mean, there are some people who have said they're not going to feel any differently that this is a bad trade until he lights it up on the field. And that's fine. If people want to be that way, that's fine, whatever. But I mean, it's, you know, whatever it, I think it's a good trade. 
I don't think a second round pick is that valuable, especially when it's a future second round pick. Because I think the risk out, outweighs the reward here. Speaking of that, did we did we talk about our uh how how trades work with draft picks as far as like what round they are on the podcast? I don't remember if we did that or if we just talked oh, about a pre-show. They uh, like yeah, what I the don't... actual picks are. I think we alluded to it. Well, what, so so in trading in the NFL draft, nine times out of ten, I shouldn't even say that, 99% of the time, if you're trading a future pick, you have to essentially bump it up one round to meet the value of that pick. So theoretically, the Panthers could have traded a third-round pick instead in this season, but obviously they have a lot of places they could use some some work. I mean, theoretically, free filling up the quarterback position was smart because now they can work on all those other non-quarterback positions, which are a little easier to fill. But it was like, would people be more mad about it if it was a third-round pick this year, or would they – it's a second-round pick next year. So – you bump up the draft. It's like a stock. time cost thing, yeah. right? Because like like a third round pick this year is like a third round pick plus one extra year of having it, like a year having it a year early, is more is the same value as having to wait a year before getting the second round pick. I can't remember how it was explained, but it was yeah, basically the benefit of getting it now as opposed to getting it in the future makes it more valuable, like you know at a higher. Well, part like, of it. Like, too, yeah, part of it too is you don't know where the where that team's gonna seed. So like third round pick this year you know what pick you're getting second round pick next year it could not saying that this is likely for carolina but it could very easily be the 48th to 56 even in the 60s pick like you don't know where it's going to be like if carolina takes this trade runs to the super bowl like all of a sudden you're basically picking the third round anyway you know yeah. it could also be number 33 overall it also could be number 33 overall. See, again, the, in that case, I'm too worried, like too busy being excited about whatever quarterback we're going to draft first than I am to like even care that we don't have a high second round pick. Like that's, I know that's not like the greatest approach from a team building perspective, but I'm not building. This yeah, I, I just root for them on Sundays. I don't really yeah. care. I don't care how the sausage is made. I just want to eat it. Yeah. I mean, we got Cam Newton the one year when uh, we didn't have a second round pick, so. And yeah. uh, well, let's, let, I guess we probably shouldn't talk about how much of a disaster that draft class was. Um, <laughs> what are you talking yeah. about? Sayoni Fool was great. Oh yeah, I think I think two years after that draft, Cam was the only one that was still on the team. <laughs> so it was Wasn't like Captain Munderland selected that draft? Oh no, he was way before. No, that. Captain Munderland was like fifty-three years old. Yeah. <laughs> well, my bad. Which right. I think actually is probably like 2008 or Yeah, he was drafted in, I think, 2007, I think, is when it was. Okay. What? I All think. right. I gotta I'll, look, I'll, I'll look it up because I. I guess they're first. 2009. Nailed it. Typing. 2009. Nice. Yep. He's 32. He, he, he looks like he's been 30 for 10 years. Well, he'll be 33 in a couple days, so. Well, he's thirty-two until he's thirty-three. Oh well, happy back, happy birthday, Captain Munlin, if sure, you're listening. Big time listener. <laughs> yeah, he's still the the franchise leader in pick sixes too. So probably will be for a while because he got like nothing but pick sixes. We're yeah, I think like five of his seven interceptions were pick sixes. No nose for the end zone. Um, I was gonna say he should have been a punt returner because he obviously knows how to score, but he did that and he never scored. So yeah. never mind. Um. <laughs> 
But yeah. But yeah, that's a, but anyway, to kind of go back to where we were, I just, to me, as like from, from where I sit in terms of like how this affects me in, in my, and I would, and how it would affect pretty much everybody listening to this that's a Panthers fan is that the only, like the worst case scenario is we just kind of end up where we are right now. But I think if we end up where we are right now, again, um, there's maybe a little bit better of a chance. If, like, you know, there's just, it, things are a little bit different. Like, unless we end up like in the 12 to 15 range and Darnold looks like trash, then we're kind of in a tough spot, but we'll worry about that next year. Like, well, I'll for assume, one, there's going to be... I'll assume a... we're going to go to the extremes and either extreme is fine with me. Well, for one, the uh, four of the teams that are picking in the top 10 are going to get quarterbacks this year and they're not going to quit on them within one year, unless they're yeah. Jets, of course. Um, yeah, I mean, we're talking about this year. We're at eighth overall. We're talking about Mac Jones or Trey Lance, whichever one doesn't get picked in the top four. Like, because it's all about what San Francisco does. They're either going to take Justin Fields, Trey Lance, or Mac Jones, and whichever one they they pick, the Falcons will probably take Justin Fields or Trey Lance. And then we would pick Mac Jones. I would rather have Sam Darnold for what we paid for him than Mac Jones. I feel like they're probably like comparable-ish prospects, yeah. right? They they probably are. I mean, but I just I don't know. I I would I I feel like Sam Darnold is is Mac Jones with already having some NFL experience and less draft capital in terms of and less like draft capital in terms. Yeah. Like we don't have to use a first round pick on, cause we can use that, that number eight pick on the left tackle now. Mm-hmm. Like we haven't, surrounded. we haven't had a good left tackle since Jordan gross retired. We yeah, had work tackles. Then we surround him with one of the better offenses on paper in the NFL, whether it's a left tackle or even Kyle Pitts. Oh, I so would love cool. to get Kyle Pitts at number eight. Yeah, <laughs> that dude's a matchup nightmare. He can play wide receiver and tight end in the NFL. He's going to be a major nightmare for defenses. Yeah, then you give Sam, you basically give Sam Darnold all the tools and say, all right, if you're supposed to be a quarterback in the NFL, show us because this is an elite group. So I don't hate yeah, it at like, all. I would rather draft Kyle Pitts and just roll with Trent Scott at left tackle next year just to get Kyle Pitts. I think it's worth it. I mean, he's tight end. He could help block too. Yes. I mean, <laughs> I think, I think other than um, Sewell from Oregon, I think, I think Kyle Pitts is going to be better than any other left tackle we could draft in the first round. Other than he, Sewell, I think Sewell is going to be the best one and he probably will go in the top seven. And if Kyle Pitt, if Kyle Pitts makes it past Miami, we should draft him. Then you have basically two elite people at different positions on your offense and uh, DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson, who I'd say are pretty good. Yeah. D- DJ Moore is getting close to that category too, I think. Yeah. Well, think the, so. uh, he's on the cusp of being elite. There was another point that I was making some, I forget who I was talking to, but uh, this offense isn't, so part of the problem with Darnold in New York was that he, I think a lot of his turnovers came from him trying to just make the plays to win the game. Like, cause he doesn't have that. He didn't have that elite talent where 
he could rely on them to make plays where in this Joe Brady, Matt rule offense, like there's a lot of throws where it's like, Hey, just chuck the ball like five yards to DJ Moore or Robbie Anderson or Christian McCaffrey and just let them fucking make the play for you. Like there's a lot of manufactured throws like that for him where I think mm-hmm. that'll kind of protect him. Yeah. And it's like a confidence builder when you have a lot of things that are kind of schemed open for you when you do have to make a play out of, out of structure. Yeah. It's a rhythm our- builder. It's a confidence builder. Pretty sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. It didn't cut. It didn't come in until after I was talking. What no, were you saying? That, that, no, I just said. I think I I started talking while you're talking. Um, Darnold's already pretty good at making plays out of structure. So if he's got better structure to make plays within, normally, like, should be fine. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think we've kind of exhausted all of our uh, thoughts on this trade at least so far there will be a lot more to discuss once we actually get to see sam darnold in those uh classic carolina panthers colors and in pads and see what he's doing uh you guys get any other lasting thoughts you want to throw in there i'm just gonna say this i'm gonna say one more thing and it doesn't really affect anything about his play on the field or whether or not this was a good trade i just want to point out that sam darnold looks like the lego fireman (laughs) <laughs> yes he does <laughs> now we can get we can market those uh sam darnold lego pieces i like that i like that a lot <laughs> oh no we absolutely are gonna have an everything is awesome meme if he turns out well i'm just putting that out there now because he looks like the lego man <laughs> so i'd like that idea Go ahead That's and start build, start developing that and have yeah, it. Yeah, let's to, go ahead and have it on. Have it on standby. Have it on standby. Put it in the drafts. <laughs> Sam Darnold, franchise savior. This is a turning point in Carolina Panthers history. This is totally going to work out. So, anyway, this is Brian joined by Brad and John as always on the Keep Sounding podcast. Stay tuned. We'll have more analysis of. Our new quarterback, Sam Darnold, will have analysis over the drafts, which should be very fun to watch now that we know that the Panthers may not be consigned to drafting a quarterback and uh, they could get a really good player at number eight. So thanks for tuning in. Stay safe. Stay healthy. We'll talk to you soon. See you. Later.